everybody, it is 8 o'clock here on MutinyRadio.fm. Of course, the room is empty because <laughs> it's time for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Why wouldn't everybody be outside after the open mic that I agreed to keep going for you guys? That's cool. Oh, great. I don't mean to be bitter, but... Hey, if people want to go up at the beginning of my show, then fucking be here. People who just walked out the door. Jade, are you in here? Okay, here we go, everybody. Um, it's joke, It's not even joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. No, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't give a fuck. Is the is is that up? Is it up to eleven out there in the performance space? Is it loud up out in the performance space? Yeah, it's loud enough? Okay, great. I mean, I might as well do my set. I mean, that's the thing is like, I I don't know. It's just, I agreed to keep Happy Hour open and let these three comics perform at the top of the show and even they're not inside. So it's like, I just, why do we even, oh, there, Greg's here. All right. But Greg, do you really want to perform in front of nobody because everybody's outside like hanging? I mean... I don't mean to be like a bitchy cunt face, but fuck, guys. Like, even the comedians who are on the fucking show aren't... I, I, I can't figure out, like, how to... Okay, cool. No, no, I mean, you've got things to do. I get it. It's fine. I'll listen to your jokes. No, 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 I'll listen to your jokes. It's fine. I should put the headphones on, even my board ops outside having fun. I'm supposed to prepare for my show next month in Little Rock, Arkansas, but can't do that necessarily without an audience. Might as well just talk in front of my cat. All right. Um, There's the headphones. That'll be better. Put your hands together for the holdover from the last happy hour open mic. He's a guy. I should respect him. I put makeup on tonight so everyone can go fuck themselves. Put your hands together for Greg De La Rocha. How's uh, everyone doing tonight? But <laughs> all three, five, five people now. So uh, I had my manhood checked recently by a rat. Like rats are a gangster ass animal. They will come into your house, break in, eat your food, and then shit all over the place. That's how I knew they were there because uh, all the little rat dookies on the floor. <clears throat> I was uh, Netflix and chilling by myself and I heard some shuffling in my pantry, so I grabbed the only weapon that I could find, a shovel, and I go over to the pantry, and I'm starting to prep myself. I'm like, this is, this is my house, my food. Only animal who shits in my house is me. And uh, I open the door, and I wasn't expecting to see three of them eating a bag of flour, and I also, wasn't expecting this type of rat because it was a family of Speedy Gonzalez, but not like the cute Speedy Gonzalez. This is like the 2018 Speedy Gonzalez that does meth and joined the cartel. And they didn't even flinch when I opened the door. And the alpha, he just looked at me. I've been calling him El Chapo Rato. And he just mugged me. He's like, Who are you trying to get crazy with that said? Don't you know I'm loco? And I just swung on him with a shovel, and poof, flour exploded everywhere. And next thing I know, 
three rats jumped me and one of them landed on my foot and my first reaction was just to kind of scream like a girl and then my second reaction was to chase him down I was bah, bah, like I was in some Looney Tune cartoon but uh I didn't realize I could do backflips and climb walls so I just lost them and now I'm at war with the rat cartel in my house and I was like looking for ways like how how do you take out rats like what is the best way and I found some article from PETA talking about compassionately living with rats <laughs> and they're talking about how inhumane all these methods were so I bought all of them like the sicky traps rat poison spring traps and I really hope when I go back tonight that I got El Chapo on a sicky trap and I'm just gonna stand over him be like I told you El Chapo the only man or only animal who shits my house is me and then just take a shit on El Chapo's head. Like, how's it taste? So, um, I think internet dating's kind of weird. I'm having kind of glad I'm done with it. I, got, I hit the jackpot with it. But I had this one weird experience, and this girl came over and she wanted to smoke weed. And the first thing she said when she got in was, like, Do you know where I can buy a birthday hat for a dog? And I was like, that's kind of a weird question, no? And she's like, well, it's my dog's 18th birthday tonight, and I need to get a birthday hat before it. So I was like, um, wow, like 18 is really old for a dog. What, what, uh, what do you guys do for your birthday? It must be some found of you secret. And she's like, well, we all get together, and we put on birthday hats, and we cook our dog a steak. And then my dad masturbates him. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about, like, if... My dog had cancer and I was at the vet and he took me out of the room and he was like, you know, your dog's gonna have to be put down, but there's one thing you can do. I'd probably go back in the room and be like, sorry, sorry, Max, like, doctor said there's nothing we can do, you gotta go, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yep, so I put him, <clears throat> so I, I didn't talk to her afterwards, but I did invite her dad to my birthday party. Um, I was in the locker room recently and like you know when you can just feel someone's eyes on you and I was like I think that guy's looking at my dick right now and uh, I all of a sudden hear damn that's a nice piece and I don't usually get complimented like that from dudes so I just kind of put my underwear on and then he tapped me on the shoulder and he's like yo a nice piece and like hearing that from like a 6'4 black dude is kind of like the compliment of a lifetime so I was like right on brother it is a nice dick isn't it and he's like what what like I I was talking about your tattoo, bro, and I was like, oh, shit, right, my tattoo. And like, I was kind of all embarrassed, and I was like packing up my stuff and ready to leave, and he's like, you do have a pretty ass dick, though, so. <laughs> it's been a good week. All right, thank you. Thanks for letting me go up. Yay, that guy, the list is too far away from me, and I can't see, I'm sorry. George DeRothstein, what is his name? George La Roja, George La Roja, yay! These are the hangovers from the happy hour over Mike, your next comedian. Come up to the stage, put your hands together for Jade, everyone, yay! Oh, it's happening. Through the top, through the top. It's it's an angle, it's a technique, you know what? It's never perfect the first time. 
And that's why you keep trying. You keep going. You keep experimenting. You don't give up. You keep trying. You'll find the right, right sexual position eventually. I, Mark Norrier was here. He invited me here. Uh, so I don't know where the fuck he is. I'm going to talk about him, though. He's going to be at my roast. That'll be fun. And I got to work out some material. Uh, he always wants to hit my vape pen but he does it in a very endearing way he'll do something really nice for me like he'll be like you got a booger hanging out of your nose or he'll buy me a drink or he'll fucking just have those eyes those kitten eyes you know that that's all that's all he does but what he doesn't understand is that the tip of this vape pen is fucking disgusting look at it look it's covered in brown caked like shit and I try and explain it to him I'm like it looks like I stuck this up a cat's butthole and that's probably what happened because I have no idea where this shit came from it's just on there some for some reason it could come from my mouth I don't know it's dry it's not even the consistency of like mouth stuff it's like gooey and it gets on my hand and I think it's actually from my hand because I rest my hand like this all the time. So I really think the dead skin from my hand scrapes off onto the tip of this vape pen and kind of just festers there and grows and, and changes form and color. And um, I don't even like hitting it. Like every time I take a hit of my own vape pen, it's an exercise in self-defeat. It's just... So, but Mark Noyer really likes sucking on it, so I don't really know what's going on in his head. That's okay. I don't know, my, my friend told me my hands were stinky the other day. And I was like, huh, never thought of that. Because I don't wash my hands. I don't need to. I don't do anything with them. So it's like, but apparently, if you only shower like three times a week and then just let your hands fester, like they get fucking gross. They get like the tip of this vape pen right here. <laughs> okay. I wanted to talk about children. I think it's hard when children cry because you never really know what they're crying about. You don't know whether it's something really, really serious or just total bullshit because it always sounds like they're getting their toenails ripped off no matter what. Thanks. I don't really want to finish that joke because I was worried about it. And I was like, I didn't even think the first tag would get a laugh, so I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to try the other tags later. Okay, thank you very much. Jade, everyone, hooray, yay. Enjoy your hangover, everybody, from the happy hour. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Journey Roberts. Hello, Radio Land. And you guys, how's it going? Hello, hi, hi. What's going on, humans? I'm gonna, I'm an open micer. I'm gonna pull my money out and I'm gonna pay you guys for laughs. <laughs> Maybe. I, uh, I've been trying to get my shit together. I'm in my 30s now. You're supposed to do that. I think for a lot of people, like getting your shit together means getting sadder about the world and trying to think about the actual world, and not you in your 20s. And I think for me, growing up means lightening the fuck up. Ah, uh, uh, I'd like to be the first person in my family to graduate therapy. That would be nice. 
like I feel like I've just inherited like misery from my family and I'm it's like my great grandma's urn I'm like I'm good like why would you keep that shit around I don't need whatever my parents were feeling about anything ever ever I tried um, I tried some uh, crappy therapy from Kaiser it didn't work it's it's the kind what do they call it? it's the cognitive behavioral therapy which is um, how grown-ups talk to small children when you say I saw a princess and they go did you see a princess that's that's how cognitive behavioral th it sucks it doesn't fucking work at all I was hoping someone would like sit me down and give me like what for like that's what I need from therapy is someone to be fucking mean to me uh, because that's who the hell I am. Are we allowed to enjoy ourselves? I can't tell from my family if I'm allowed to have fun. Can we, can we enjoy whatever's out there? It's, it's like fucked up because like, like as a white person, like you really can't be philosophical. Like you're not allowed to see the bright side. Of, like you can't because you have no perspective on anything. As a white, you just have to like, you're not allowed to be like, hey, but the silver there's no silver lining for other people. So you just kind of have to shut the fuck up. I feel like you're not allowed to be philosophical. Like I don't know. I, it bothers me that no one sees how like asymmetrical racism is. Like there is no like corresponding side. Like when people are like, "How would you feel if you were like the only white face in a restaurant?" And I'd be like, "I feel like I found the right fucking restaurant." <laughs> like <laughs> that's how I'd be like, S "Put Yelp away. Sit the fuck down." Like brown faces beat Yelp stars. That's just. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> like there's no there's no symmetry there. Do you know what I mean? Like you just should shut. The, but um, are we allowed to have fun? No, I would like to have fun. I'd like to like right now. It's hard. Like again, there's no silver linings. Like there's no upshot. Like right now, the upshot is, don't worry about the president. He's a fucking moron. Did you see? Did you see that uh, he still uses his iPhone, which China and Russia and everyone with a Wi-Fi connection are plugged into? And the upside of that is that our president doesn't read. <laughs> so he doesn't read his intelligence briefings. So that's the upside. That's the silver lining is like, relax, the guy's a fucking moron. Like, that's what we have to be cheerful about at the moment. Like, don't be scared of that. He doesn't know anything. Our president's an idiot. Put your feet up. Have a drink. Everything's chill. <laughs> that's, our, that's what you have to be happy about, right? Guys, our president's a moron. We're all fine. Everything's going to be fine. He doesn't know anything, so he can't tell them anything. All right. Uh, so I'm going to lighten the fuck up. Uh, Adam Sandler's funny. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, usually I like really uh, like dark political comedians, uh, um, but recently they've all sucked. I don't know if anyone's seen this. You know, they tell you that you shouldn't uh, meet your heroes, but you can't stop them from making Netflix specials which is unfortunate. And I always have low expectations for jovial people, but I turned on Adam Sandler last night. That guy's fucking funny. Uh, fuck everyone else and me. But you guys are lovely. Thank you so much. Bernie Roberts, everyone. Hooray. Thank you so much for donating to Mutiny Radio. And for those that were there at the happy hour and that did so and were awesome. Uh, I'm going to run around from the darkness and dankness of this beautiful studio <laughs> to the people. So 
Hey, everybody, clap your hands and pull up the music. It's exciting. I'm going to run around and I'm wearing makeup. Woo! Hard to walk around in these heels, you guys. I'm not used to it. These are not these are not notes. Uh, people couldn't figure out what I was dressed as today, and I miss Make America Great Again. Yeah, right. Like I just got clothes from the '50s, and then that's all I did. <laughs> and wore lipstick and uncomfortable shoes, and I was like, the '50s are back. <laughs> Throw back to the time of racism. Like, what did a, like, who did my makeup? Did I have to do, like, I always think, like, where was I during my, I mean, obviously, I'm, I mean, do we believe in past life regression? Do we, <laughs> have we done that yet? What was I in the 50s, right? Like, was I ex bougie white? Like, I mean, what was I? I don't, I think I was, I think I was doing someone's fingernails or toenails somewhere. Uh, I like toes. This isn't, I'm not going to open up with a, you know, my grandma, when I was little, she told me that if you don't take care of your feet, they'll turn black and fall off. And I was like, that's weird and gross. That doesn't make any sense. And now I live in the tenderloin. So like, and that's not even a racist joke. Like white people's feet are black. Like it's gross out there. Like toenails. Ooh, ooh, are you wearing flip-flops? You live in the Tenderloin. Why would you do that? It's nobody's business. See, I have to, I, I'm going to introduce the show and then we'll have comedians and stuff. And later in the show, I'm going to actually do a set because I have to prepare. I get to go, I get to go to Little Rock, Arkansas to do jokes. Yes, I get to go, but I learned from my buddy who booked me that I can't do any abortion jokes and I can't make fun of Jesus and the, and the feminism stuff is questionable. So I'm like, for the next couple of weeks, I've got to practice being clean. Notice, not an F-bomb yet. Totally clean. Totally ready to clean. Wipe. I mean, I don't know, barefoot in the kitchen. Not when heels make your calves do this, right? <laughs> Why would you be barefoot in the kitchen when your ass could look like this? Like, come on. I don't know. Is ask, you're allowed to say that on TV now, right? That's okay. Shit is fine. Ass is fine. What else is, oh, wow. Matthew Quirk looks like Joe Dirt. Like, you dressed up for Halloween. I love it. I was going to make myself a sash that said Miss Make America Great Again, but I didn't think it worked with the um, the little wench uh, thingy. I thought I was like, it was too much. It's like when Chanel says, take off one item before you leave the house. <laughs> you know? Do you know, does other people, no one else was very spooky. No one knows that. That's what Chanel always said. <laughs> Is the hat too much? Every time I wear a tiny haberdashery, I think of South Park, and I'm like, don't you think I look cute in this hat? <laughs> okay. I don't want to do jokes right now. I mean to bring up other people. You're first. Okay, first we have to sing the song. There's a song we sing, and it's fun, and if you know how it goes, sing it, and if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy, clubhouse, Comedy. 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 
together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I smoke a vaporizer now, so I barely cough. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. Want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so glad you're all here. Uh, your first comedian of the night, uh, he has he has places to go and people to see, so he volunteered to go up first. Also, he's a champion among men. Hey, everybody, put your hands. He's a champ. He actually, he's, he's a champion because he applied to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Thank you for doing that. And we'll be watching all of those submissions live on the AltaCast on Wednesdays and talking about them. And, of course, being kind, because just like the joke workshop on Monday, if you're going to feed so much shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Be nice. But he's going to be so funny, and you guys are going to love him right now. Put your hands together for Frank Jr. Oh, he's bringing up guitar. Do you need to be mic your guitar? Do you have it? You have all of your own equipment. Hello, everybody. Hello. Give it for Pan, the beautiful 50s. I think 2050s. That's that's probably it. 2050s. So advanced. Um, can we sing a song to you? Happy birthday to you. Together, birthday to you. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to everybody. <laughs> Today is the whole month of October, right? It's my birthday. It's our birthday. It's everybody's birthday. I'm assuming, right? Is that, is that what about? Maybe I go to the wrong place. <laughs> this is it. So um, I think me and Pan has something in common. My parents have something in common. What's in common? You born what? October. October 19th, October 22nd. So my parents and her parents maybe having sex together sometime, different words. Mine is in China, her is in America, right? In America, they have sex at the same time. And then nine months later, what's happening? The child is born. The beauty is born. The fuck up is born too. <laughs> but I'm thinking if my parents, if my dad hook up with her mom, Maybe we can be a sister, right? We're about twin something. I'm just saying, I'm driving. I'm from Sacramento. I'm crazy. Look, what happened if my dad come here to oversee, fuck with American girl, and they have a baby, and then her dad fuck my mom, and have another American baby too? So we are coming together. Have a uh, fuck you guys. I don't know. I'm just, it's just this is a weird thing. This is, I love it. But before I say something, I'm gonna sing a song for you guys. This is my from my heart. Why it's men say only fool but I can help falling in love with you. Love you, San Francisco. San Francisco, love you guys. All right. 
I'm a crazy, not rich, not Asian. Let me tell you, I love crazy, not rich. I love crazy, rich Asian, but I'm not rich. This is shit I did. I do comedy. The moment I do comedy, my dad said, "Pam, you know, my dad said, 'Are you out of your mind? Are you gonna be homeless? Are you gonna be hopeless?'" <laughs> comedy, for me, it's losing the money. I lose. I did a two years. I lose almost two thousand dollars. I almost get killed myself. People get paid, go to the show. I pay to go to sh- to get a show. This is what I got. <laughs> I also lose my. I, I was born in China, but I moved to America a couple of years ago. I got a citizenship. That's good stuff. But I lost a lot of things. I lost my son. My son was born in America. Crazy cultural shock. He hate last name. You pronounce really nice. Shoe. My son say, "Who is the? What's the shoe?" Nobody can pronounce shoe. I said shoe, shoe, shoe. So I try to open a store, open a shoe store, so everybody know X U. Nobody fuck know X U means. So my son go to school. I said, I don't want my last name. I don't want a last name. I want to be like Washington, like Williams, or Roberts. I said I can't help you. And then he hate rice. <laughs> Where I prepare the rice. If I am to go to school, he said he bring back. He said the rice smell bad. I said why is rice smell bad? Seventy percent people in the earth eat rice. He said oh no, I want to eat spaghetti. Spaghetti because the name sounds good. You know, son, you know what I tell you? Spaghetti. When Marco Polo went to China, he brought back ludos, 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 spaghetti. The same thing. Fuck you, son. <laughs> This is my pain. I'm depressed. I'm gonna sing a song for you guys. This is called "Immigrant." Having no mom, my mom is in China. Having no son, I'm a little lonely in the America. Sometimes worry, sometimes moody. I'm a, I see my mama in the comedy. Immigrant, ah,、uh, immigrant, ah,、uh, why you coming to America? Immigrant, ah,、uh, immigrant, ah,、uh, why you coming to America? Why, why? Children, ah,、uh, parent, ah,、uh, my concern. Children, ah,、uh, parent, ah,、uh, my concern. You guys like it? Thank you, thank you so much. San Francisco means a lot to me. I used to live in the East Bay called Hayward, the A Street. You know, we don't have money. Every month, I have to pay the rent. I used to live in my cousin's house, but you have too many troubles. You know, relative. You know, you live it like one day is fine, two days it's not fine. One week later, argument coming up. So I move out. You know, I can't have money, so we rent a little place for a Filipino place. Any Filipino in the house? Filipinos. So I rent. There's a little, little, a second store, and I rent a little room. 
there's only one bed. So me and my wife sitting, at, you know, like, and my baby, little baby girls, we don't have a room, so I sleep on the floor. What lovely thing is, we are so lovely. But problem is at bathroom time, at night time, somebody step on my foot, step on my tummy, say, oh, what happened? <laughs> That's no squishy, it's like really squishy. So I think, I hate this place. So I moved to Sacramento. <laughs> Fuck Sacramento. I thought Sacramento is really good because when I go in China, I said Sacramento is the capital of the California. I said, beggar, better, better, right? So when I go there, it's like Lake countryside. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it. Oh, all messed up. I'm gonna sing a song for I raise you guys. And this song is called When I'm Super Sad. I lost my girlfriend. You know, me and my wife divorced. You know, I don't know why. My wife is super uh, city girl. So when we moved to Sacramento, right? So she was super, super depressed. He said, we are coming to here. We're not, we're from big city in China. Come over here to the countryside in Sacramento, the out, out, in the Augsburg. And then we, have, we can't get along. Argument, everything happened. So this is what happened. 爱过的人，我已不能回首。所有故事，有伤心的理由。这一次我的爱情，等不到天长地久。走过的路。是否可以回首？以前个伤心的理由，以前个伤心的理由，最后我的爱情在故事慢慢成就。Thank you guys so much. This is a 1,000 reason to be sad, Pam, but it's in Chinese. You guys know what I'm talking about? I say, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I say, yeah, my life is miserable. But I, f but I find a comedy though. I found a comedy two years ago. I have a new juice. I can't talk juice, but my new life born. I was so happy. I found a co comedy. Comedy can talk everything. I usually in China, China pen. When teacher team me, teach me, the American teacher, teach, this is a pen, that's a pencil. I go to comedy, what is tape? This is a dick, that's a pussy. I love it. I fucking love it. I just had a small dick. I'm, I don't care. This is the sound of the thing. Give a little dick. Give a little dick to me. I'll give a little dick. I'll give a little bit my pussy to you. How is that? You like it? You guys like it? This is American song, right? Do you know that, right? <laughs> give a little day by Roger Rodison. <laughs> but he's not saying give a little day, he's give a little bit. But my English is so bad. So I don't know, bear, dig, same. So I say, give a little day. I don't care, give a little day, all right? <laughs> I love this place. Thank you so much. I'm going to sing one more song before I go. I love Martini. I, I want to sing a real song for, for my mom. This is for my mom and also for Martini. How do you say that? Martini, Matani, Matali? Mutiny, yeah, see how, how fuck my English is. Mutiny, mutiny. So, country road, 
take me home to the place I was born. Rich fisher to the river San Francisco. Mutiny Radio, I love you. I really, 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 really love you. Pampan, beautiful girl. The dress 2015. I really, really, really love you. But I can't say I love have sex with her because this is out of my mind. I just love her. I, I just wish we have a picture together when you're on the stage. That's it. I only wish my birthday wish, nothing else. I want to take a picture with a pan or with a pan. Okay, give it up for pan. Come over here. You can take a picture for me. Okay, That was so great. That was he was an immigrant without irony, and uh, I felt like during his immigrant song that it makes so much sense that I'm wearing this. What I learned is a MAGA make America. Someone today, I was at the bar earlier. I was like, they're like, why are you wearing that MAGA outfit? I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, it's Make America Great Again. I was like, I don't even understand the costume that I'm wearing. Like, I'm that confused. But I do know that we love immigrants and so you were singing in Chinese. That's fucking rad. I don't know what you were singing, but badass. That was very funny. Yeah, without irony. Uh, I'm trying to do with irony. That's like with a side of irony. Wench. It's a fun word. The winch is a wench. The winch. The witch. The witchy wench. Get the winch. <laughs> it's from a, <laughs> like a winch. <laughs> To the winch, wench. It's, it's from um, Never Ending Story. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, yay, Frank Shu, yay. We lost our open micers. That's okay. We still have audience people. Yay. Yay, you guys, you're at Pimp Dance's Comedy Clubhouse. It's exciting. David's in the back making his Halloween costume. <laughs> out, of, out of pieces of cardboard. That's how San Franciscans do it. Um, I'm... Dressed like this. Uh, your next comedian, I mean, we can Rosham for it, too. Um, and every people, those are the, those are the weed. Um, it's fudge this week. Almond fudge. I didn't roast the nuts. That was a mistake, I think. The nuts are a little different. Like, you know, anyways, every week they're different. That's not, the next time I'll roast the nuts. Uh, do you want to, you look like you're leaning forward, like you're excited. You're not, Richard, are you excited? Who's, you look like you were doing like a, like a lean into the stage kind of thing. Your next comedian, super funny dude. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean. Yeah. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, um, I've been in San, uh, the Bay Area. I've been living in the Bay Area for four years now. And uh, honestly, I thought I would have made more friends by now. Um, it's very difficult to make friends, especially platonic male friends. Why is it so, like as an adult, why is it so hard to make, you know? It's like if I want to be friends with a guy, I got to hang out with him through mutual friends like 10 times and then add him on Facebook and then like leave my sweater in his car or something. It's awful. 
I have made one really good friend, someone who I can hang out with, you know, one-on-one -on -one without feeling weird, which is amazing because usually when I'm, I, I like hate hanging out with guys one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like if I'm hanging out with two guys and one of them goes to the bathroom, I have a fucking panic attack, you know, just like, what, I got to figure out what to say, uh, so anyway, me, my friend and I, we lived in San Francisco for, uh, a year together and it was great. We hung out every day, you know? It was amazing. We were best friends. And then I uh, moved right across the bridge to Oakland, and I uh, haven't seen him since. Um, I thought bridges were supposed to bring people together, you know? This one tore us apart. I found out he had a new friend. That hurt. Found out via Venmo. You know, like I was, I'm addicted to social media, so I deleted Facebook, Instagram, Twitter off my phone. So here I am, you know, at work, just like scrolling through Venmo, you know? Like, what are people reimbursing each other for? I don't know. Um, and apparently my friend and Mark, they're reimbursing each other for a lot. Uh, so that hurts. I, had, I was like, who's this Mark guy, you know? Who's Mark? So I searched for him on Facebook, and I found him. I'm very good at finding, you know, stalking. Like if I, cause I've dated before online, I've online dated, you know, like if all I know about you is that your name is Jessica and you went to Chico State, I will find you. <laughs> uh, so I found Mark, found out they're coworkers. I thought, okay, whatever, coworkers, they're not real friends, you know, like they're getting lunches together, reimbursing each other. Those are probably tax deductible. You know, no big deal. Uh, but then I, you know, searching, I was going through Venmo a little more, found out they're not getting just lunches, guys. They're getting dinners, okay? <laughs> this is a serious friendship. This is upsetting. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was at his cafe the other day, and I saw these two very old men. They're like in their 80s, and they were best friends. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. You know, because you don't see that. It's, it's cuter than seeing old women who are best friends. And I'll tell you why. It's because men die quicker. So you don't see it, you know? With women, like, women hanging out, that's the Golden Girls. There's a whole TV show about it. We're over it, you know? <laughs> men, you don't, I don't know. I was just looking at them. I was so jealous. I was like, they did it, you know? They stayed friends forever, probably. And, you know, my friend and I, we might have lost touch. But who knows? Maybe as fate will have it. You know, it's not likely, but who knows? Maybe my wife will die before I do. And hopefully his wife dies soon after. And uh, then we'll be pals. We'll hang out, have a whole new life together. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, was, uh, I went to L.A. and I needed a place to stay, so I reached out to an old friend from high school. But he's not really, like, that close. I'm not really that close with him. He's just an old... He's like a friend, a mutual friend. We hung out in the same circles, but we never hung out one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, I was at his house. For, he let me stay at his place for five days. And when I got there, like the first night I was there, I had, you know, that typical inner struggle that we have. Um, when we're at a new place, you know, we think like, is it okay, you know, to masturbate here? Um, like, will I feel shame for the rest of the trip if I masturbate in his bathroom? Um, <laughs> And guys, I did not. I did not. I was a good boy. I did not masturbate one time this whole trip. 
but uh, something did happen. Um, so I have a bad back, I have a real bad back. And uh, to, to relieve my back pain, I have to massage my muscles in my back and also my hip flexors. Like for some reason, the hip flexors up here, it affects your back. I don't know, I don't know, I can't explain it. But I gotta rub a ball on my hip flexors and to do it, I have to put the ball between the floor and my hip flex. So it looks like, like I'm on the floor. It looks like I'm fucking the ball. Is what it looks like. <laughs> and I'm do so I'm doing this, you know, at his apartment. He's off at dinner with some friends, and he comes home right when I'm doing it. And I'm like, I don't want him to see this, you know. I don't want to have to explain how the hip flexors work, you know. So I kind of jump, like I, I throw the ball into the <laughs> couch, and uh, he jumps. And he for sure thought I was masturbating. <laughs> he for sure did. And I felt like I got caught masturbating. Like I was like looking at him thinking like, how do I convince him that I was not masturbating? Which is a weird thing to think when you were not masturbating. I was not masturbating. I promise. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I masturbated during that trip because I might as well have. <laughs> Because he thought I did, you know? And I have the same shame. You know? It's not fair. I feel like you guys are probably thinking, yeah, he was masturbating. <laughs> I wasn't. You're thinking, you're sitting there like, yeah, he wrote this whole joke so that one day Vincent will see it on YouTube and be like, oh, he wasn't masturbating when really I was masturbating, but I was not masturbating. Just so we're clear, it's not masturbating. Um, I think I know why he thought I was masturbating. It's because when he opened the door, I jumped and I yelled, I'm not masturbating. Uh, I wish I was smooth. If I was smooth, I would have just kept going. Just like, what? Just like not even explain what I'm doing, you know? Just humping a ball. Whatever. Um, so, I, uh, did anybody watch the Adam Sandler special? It was really good. Surprisingly, it was really good. Uh, I love Adam Sandler. I am such a, I, but I didn't even like him because of his comedy. I like him because he's just confident. Like, he has all the qualities I don't have, you know? Like, he's, uh, he doesn't care what other people think. That's amazing to me. I know he doesn't care what other people think because he keeps making all these shitty movies that no one likes and he just keeps going, you know? Like through, despite everything, he keeps, whatever. And like he made a movie called Grown Ups. It got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is such, that's a terrible rating. It's so bad. You know what Adam Sandler did? He looked his critics dead in the eye and he made a sequel that's how brave Adam Sandler is. He's brave. <laughs> he is. I, he doesn't care what Rotten Tomatoes thinks, which is amazing because I care what Rotten Tomatoes thinks. <laughs> like if I just watch a movie and enjoy it and then later find out that it had a bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I feel so stupid. I'm embarrassed. I, so now I always check Rotten Tomatoes first. I'm always like, okay, this movie's got a good rating I'll watch it you know so that I don't have this feeling ever again but say but then you know recently I watched a movie it got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and I did not like it 
You know, I couldn't even convince myself that I liked it. I didn't like it. And that felt even dumber, you know, because I, I felt like I just didn't understand the movie. Like there, like I was too stupid to understand the underlying motif or something. I don't know what a motif is even. My girlfriend said I missed it. So like if I wanted, if I wanted to feel that dumb, I just read a poem that doesn't rhyme. You know, I was, um, <laughs> I was feeling down in the dumps one day and uh, my friends, or my one friend, he was like, read this poem. It's about perseverance. It's by Walt Whitman. And I read that poem three times. I'm pretty sure it's about grass. I don't know. <laughs> you, English major? <laughs> Leaves of grass. Leaves of grass. There you go. Huh? All right. Anyway. <laughs> I, uh, my girlfriend and I were looking for a movie to watch, and um, we were. One of the movies that was available was Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, and that's one of my favorite movies. And I was like, I was like, we should watch this movie, you know, because she's never seen it. And I was like, I'm going to show you the world, you know. <laughs> and uh, she didn't want to see it. You know why? Because it had a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is considered rotten, which is kind of condescending to me, I think. Uh, and I got all defensive, you know? I was like, I was like upset, you know? This is my favorite, one of my favorite movies. She doesn't want to see it. I'm like, I'm like saying stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm like, maybe I'm a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, like, am I not good enough for you? Uh, and... Finally, she was like, you know what? You like the movie so much, I'm sure it's good. Let's watch it. Let's watch the movie. So we watched the movie, and right when we started watching the movie, I immediately regretted convincing her to watch the movie. <laughs> Cause, not because the movie was bad, but because it was just way too much pressure on the whole situation, you know? Like, I'm watching her watching the movie, just thinking, like, if she doesn't like this movie, she will never let me make a decision again, you know? So we're watching the movie, and she loved it. She loved it. And that was the first time I told my girlfriend that I loved her. You know? She saw me for me. And I was... Yeah. I thought... thought to myself, I thought, this girl, she's a keeper, you know? She made me feel like I got a bigger tomato than anyone else's tomato, you know? Like I got a big old Roger Ebert tomato. So I was mean, she made me feel... I, start, I got so confident, I started reading the negative reviews of Big Daddy. I was like, fuck these critics, you know, they're stupid, you know. One guy, he wrote a review in 2010, and that movie came out in 1998. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, writing reviews 12 years later. What's he going to review next? She's all that with Freddie Prince Jr.? <laughs> fuck that guy. Um... Went to, I've been, I went, anybody go to music festivals here? No? Okay. I, the first music festival I went to, I went to Coachella in high school. And I had, I was also the first time I ever did hard drugs. And it was the best time ever. Yeah, I just loved it. And I, I was afraid I would develop a drug habit. So I made a little rule with myself. I said, Jeff, you can only do hard drugs when you go to music festivals. You know? So I went to so many music festivals. And, um, and then I went to Outside Lands this last year and I was like you know what Jeff you don't need drugs to have fun you you know so I decided I'm gonna be sober one of the days of this music festival and that was a really good experiment because that's uh, when I learned that I don't like music festivals uh, I just like 
to drugs a lot. So anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thank you guys. Jeff Dean, you should go to Burning Man. That's pretty much what Burning Man is like. It's really fun as long as you're on hard drugs. I, what drugs are hard? I don't know. Soft drugs. What are changing your consciousness is what we're well, but that's what we're doing right now. Isn't comedy changing your consciousness? Wasn't your consciousness changed? 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 Now you want to be friends with Jeff Dean? You know, like what can you do? Bye. Jonathan's going to skateboard hockey. That's a thing in San Francisco. <laughs> it's skateboard hockey. Yeah, they're on skateboards with hockey sticks. <laughs> I know, right? It's right up the street. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, your nice comedian, what a funny lady she is. She's amazing. Uh, she used to teach school. I look up to her because she's hilarious and amazing. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Lauren Kraut. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Let's see if I can do this. Oh, I have to use this hand. I broke my arm. Right here. This one. I'm never going to say anymore, oh, God, give me a break. Because <laughs> it did. <laughs> From now on, it's, oh, God, give me a billion dollars. Oh, God, give me my own comedy special. Oh, God, give me a president that doesn't make me want to throw up. So um, uh, we're singing this song on my way here tonight. Perhaps you know it. I have to tap my foot. I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca Cola. All right, I got to do this. Speaking of OCD. <laughs> you wanted to do that too, didn't you? I didn't. No? Now, I do. now you do. Okay, I'll do it for you. There you go. Did you want to do it? No? All right. I'll stop then. Where are my pot smokers at? Woo! Woo! Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? Where are my pedophiles at? Who voted for Trump? So yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I did coke. I did a lot of coke. I did pot. I did, what was it? Oh yeah, crack. Whoa. Yeah, I only did it once, don't judge. But I don't smoke pot so much anymore. Until I went to Seattle and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. I would know. Where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. That's right, I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. She gave me something to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe, and a lighter. The sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. 
Oh, it's medicinal. <coughs> I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-year-old hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I'm getting high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. <laughs> You're not hurting anyone. I wouldn't worry. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. Is it impeding your work? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? <laughs> I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned, and I'm stoned right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's cause for concern. Sound the alarm. That old hippie dyke is out buying up all the good weed. Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and eats up Daly City. That's a munchies joke. The big munchies, because it's Daly City. All right. Yesterday, I wrote a joke that had this phrase, babbling incoherently about the disparity of women in comedy. And I Googled babbling incoherently because I am a dedicated artist and I research my act outs. Then I posted that on Facebook and Twitter when I found it too hilarious to keep to myself. Babbling incoherently led me to word salad, which in turn left me at the doorstep of Sarah Palin. And you know what dead mouse I found there. After that, I wrote this joke. I had three new bits off of one idea. I was God. Can you imagine how God felt when he created man? I mean, I was all thrilled because the three stupid jokes. God must have been delighted with himself for thinking up man. Who does God brag to? Is God tweeting, hashtag, I did it, hashtag, I am God. <laughs> or is God on the phone? Oh, hey, Gabriel, guess what? No, really, guess. Not even close. I just invented man. Not sure what to do with him yet. I might make him a companion. What? A woman? What's that? No, I was thinking a dog. Yes, God is a dick. All right, let's talk about psych wards. A major misconception people have is that you have to be crazy to be in one. While that helps, some folks are there walking that fine line between, should I have chicken again for lunch or shoot myself? But even more important than that, people don't know what to say when you're released from a psych ward. You can't depend on Hallmark for this occasion. Ms. Manners has yet to publish proper etiquette for greeting suicidal patients. So tonight I'd like to share what I learned during a four-year undercover study. They weren't four consecutive years. You want to ease the transition from loony bin to outside world. Therefore, laughter should wait until the third day after discharge, and then only at knock-knock speed. You might start with knock-knock. Um, Who's there? Doris. Doris the door is locked. That's why I'm knocking. Ah. I love that one. And they'll relate to it because there are plenty of locked doors where they just came from. <laughs> hey, man, you look like shit is not a good opener. Nor is this time to play the Jewish mother. So tell me, did you meet anyone nice? And above all, don't say, your cat's a psycho loser, too. Should have been in there with you. One good icebreaker is to ask about roommates. 
Were they like George Bailey, bless you, in Wonderful Life, or Norman Bates in Psycho? Come on, people, these are old but classic cinematic references. One suicidal, one homicidal. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, you Google George Bailey on your way home tonight and see if you're not texting me later. Ha ah, ha you're so funny. <laughs> Personally, I don't get much sleep when my roommate's plotting to kill me. I'll take the angst-ridden jumper any day. And that's a psych war joke. <laughs> Brought to you by depression. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I worked hard on that joke. At least 20 years. I've been... All right, what else have I got? Can I look at my list? Oh, yes. Ow, that hurts. I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose change under the seats on the school bus? Or rainbows and clouds? Compassion from an NRA lobbyist? <laughs> the other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Thank you. Wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I was looking for oblivion. Couldn't find any of that. <laughs> But courage, bravado, false hope, fake confidence, that shit is just a wash in whiskey. <laughs> I also found mediocrity at the most unlikely place, the post office. You think you'd have to go to the DMV for that. Nope, got myself a book of stamps, some unwanted attitude, and a whole case of mediocrity. And the other day, just behind the frosted flakes, I found some unwanted uh, leftover enthusiasm. Must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. <laughs> that's a Tony the Tiger joke. I don't know why I keep saying that's a, this is, that's a, whatever. You ever get high and zone out on your mother's name? No? Just me? Evelyn. Evelyn. Who are you and why did you procreate? You evil sorcerer, you. Trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? And why not just angel cake? <laughs> Thank you. We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? You do? No. 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 You ever get high and think a person could get tragically lost in her own thoughts? You ever get high and say, this shit is funny. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> and then you find it later and wonder when the cat learned to scribble? What the hell is this? I like to write when I'm stoned. You too, too? I go to different places. One of them, self-confidence land, is so rare and unexpected, I hyperventilate whenever I'm there. I actually feel good about myself right now. Oh, God, I can't breathe. And it appears that I'm headed to Witty and Cleverville. Though when I get there, I find a black hole with a note saying, Are you fucking kidding me? I love that joke. Now, you're finding out an awful lot about me tonight. <laughs> Here's some more. Um, I'm so not a sexual person. I know it's shocking, right? 
And yet, I can't believe I'm not still a virgin. I've had sex people, thank you, with other people. I had no idea what I was doing, either time. Why don't they give you a manual or something? Thank you. Insert tab A into slot B. Fold at point C. Feign sleep. <laughs> my parents didn't tell me about sex. Mr. Rogers was more sexual than my parents. At least he put his fist inside a puppet once in a while. My parents wouldn't even use cookie jars. They said they were too sexually suggestive. You couldn't get my mother to use the word out loud. Oh, I know you're, you're curious, but I'm just not comfortable talking about seh, seh, you know. All I asked was, what's a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> I had to learn about it in the streets. So here's what I know. It starts with the exchange of money. Somebody cries, and the night ends with your parents bailing you out of jail. Oh, Lauren, we were saving up to buy you a friend. And nobody's going to tell you about lesbian sex, because nobody knows. They think they know. <coughs> Excuse me. They think they know. They mention vibrators and scissoring and mayonnaise. <laughs> they think they've got it down, but they don't. How do lesbians do it? Don't ask. Lesbians don't only even know how we do it. We just close our eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't think about sex that often. So when I do, it's always a surprise and usually totally inappropriate. Yes, I'd like a, a dozen eggs, a pound of Swiss cheese, and the biggest dick you have. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> or I'll think about motorboating the barista's breasts. It'll just pop into my head while I'm waiting for my latte. Yes, now it's in your head. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't understand straight sex. How do your periods sync up? How does that work? How does a man lie down without crushing his balls? Aren't you worried about that all the time? I've only seen a few penises, so I'm, it's mostly a guessing game with me. Where do the batteries go? Does it use that same technology as those pop-up thermometers on turkeys? No. In all honesty, if my genitalia were sticking out of my body, I'd never get anything done. I wouldn't. All right, I got to go. What I end with? Um, have you ever asked yourselves why you're even here? What are you doing on this earth? I'd like to think I'm making a difference. Nobody wants to just take up space. We want our lives to be meaningful. We want to contribute something. I want people to say, there goes Lauren Kraut. If it wasn't for her, I'd be home watching Law and Order eating pudding with my fingers. <laughs> That's what I want people to say. All right, thank you. I'm Lauren Kraut. Give it up for Pam. She broke her hand. That was... Lauren, crowd everyone. That was exciting. Oh, yeah. The important, the, you're a philosopher. Lauren, crowd philosopher, everyone. Philosopher, comedian. She's alive. She's keeping her, putting her mark here on the world. Yes. 
Uh, your next meeting, he's getting his camera all set up. Yeah, do you want to, do you want me to, to you, you don't want to tape it? It's audio taped, it's exciting, it's audio taped. Yeah, it's already audio, I mean, you can listen to it later and be like, I am so good looking, you can remember that and be like, I feel so good about myself. I, I hate taping myself too, I always just like to imagine that I look completely different. Yeah, uh, I this is making, I do, does it make sense that I look like, I miss Make America Great Again. Is that cheeky to you? I mean, what would I... I guess I would have to, like, walk around with, like, a plate full of, like, cookies or something. Or, like... Do you guys like weed food? Do you guys like marijuana? Yeah, I do. Do, do you want a piece of fudge? It has almonds in it. It's really good. Sure. All right, here. Let's get you one. This is... Is this make it more like Make America Great Again? Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if the Trump administration gave you weed food? <laughs> They'd be like, what? How is this happening? There's a, he, he'll sell out to the highest bidder. The weed people just need to come up with some more money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your next comedian. What a funny guy. Excited to have him here right now. Put your hands together for Richard Barney. Yay! All right, guys. Who's ready to continue a lifetime of disappointment? Growing up, I thought that Mary-Kate and Ashley were triplets, so it's pretty disappointing. Um, I also, I watched a lot of cartoons growing up, um, and so until about fourth grade, I dressed like Doug. Um, turns out wearing a green sweater vest is not a cool thing in fourth grade. I learned that kind of the hard way. Um, also, when I was a kid, um, I thought Jesus loved me, uh, but he had a bunch of kind of like weird rules, uh, turns out. Um, when I was a little bit older, I was like, you know, I want to say ninth grade, I went on a youth retreat because my parents were super religious. I went to a Christian evangelical high school, so I went to this youth retreat, and uh, so we had night church, obviously, f for fun. Uh, <laughs> And uh, at one point at, at night church, the pastor had, he prayed, he, he had everyone bow their heads and pray. He said, you know, all right, everybody, if you have a secret sin, I'd like you to raise your hand. I had a secret sin, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And then the pastor told everyone to open their eyes. Yeah, and so I was like, fuck. And so then the pastor was like, all right, if, you're, if your hand is raised, raised, you need to come forward to the altar to lay your secret sin at the foot of Jesus. So I went up there, and yeah, I was pretty emotional because it was like it was a big deal for me, you know? So I get up there, and, and the, the pastor starts to pray on me. He puts his hands on me, and he begins to pray. And I'll never forget the words that he said to me. He leaned in incredibly close. And he said, Praise Jesus. <laughs> and I never masturbated again. That was it for me. <laughs> um, 
moved to San Francisco about two years ago, um, and I'm loving the city so much. Um, and, and speaking of speaking in tongues, I got on BART the other day, and uh, this is around rush hour. It's like 5 p.m. I was in the financial district. I was headed home. Um, and this woman, you know, nicely dressed, clearly just got off work. She gets on, and she says, uh, PUSSY! PUSSY! Where are you? And she's looking right at me, and I'm like, that's not nice. I know I don't look that tough. And then she keeps on going, she's like, pussy, I can't find you. Where are you, pussy? Her, her friend's name was Pussy, apparently. They, she found her. It was, it was, everything was okay after that. I really love living here in the mission. I feel like uh, I'm starting to pick up a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street, and I stopped at a stoplight. And there's a Mexican guy standing next to me. And I farted audibly. It's like... And he said... And that's how I learned the Spanish word for little fart. That's, isn't that cool? Bet you didn't know that. Bet you didn't know what that word meant. Now you do. You're going to hear people saying it when you're walking around here, and you'll know. I'm not... Why else would he have said that? Why else would he have said that if it wasn't what that meant? Oh, boy. The other thing I uh, the, the other thing that's kind of cool about San Francisco is just how incredibly progressive this city is, right? Um, and and especially sexually, like I would I recently I and I'm screwing up this joke, <sighs> guys. I'm so woke that I don't go to gender reveal parties. I go to sex parties. Yeah. Uh, the the problem with me going to to sex parties though is I'm I'm not like I. I kind of have like body image issues, and so I don't love it. Uh, and and also the other problem with sex parties is uh, I'm not great at parties, so I kind of just like stood off to the side the entire time, and I just did this. Cheese puffs. They had a snack table, guys. It's pretty, pretty advanced. Also, um, the sex of the child was male at this party, just so you know. Gender's a construct. Can't see gender on an ultrasound. I told you I was woke. I'm incredibly woke, you guys. Um, you know, I, speaking about body image issues, like, Let's let's stop shaming people for their bodies, okay? Let's 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 stop. It doesn't matter what size or shape your body comes in. Um, you've only got one. If you have more than one, you need to get rid of them. Generally, like it's bad news. You get rid of those bodies somehow. Also, if you have bodies, you generally want to have them be intact. Uh, if they're in pieces. You need to clean up, especially if you have roommates. Um, it's very inconsiderate to leave a mess around the house. Um, I feel like I'm losing you guys. I'm, 
I'm anti-murder. I'm, I'm against murder. I think it should be banned. Um, 100% against murder. My first roommate in college, Joel Guy Jr., wasn't? Uh, he, uh, he murdered his roommates. Um, he cut them into tiny pieces and tried to dissolve the bodies in acid, um, which is also incredibly inconsiderate of him to do. Um, he was living at home then. I, I wasn't living with him at the time. He murdered his parents, so roommates, right? <laughs> We're doing on time. <laughs> Sick. I'm crushing. I am crushing. Oh, man. He was white. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. He was white. Um, are there any, you know, any straight white guys here? Yeah, we got a couple, we got three. Yeah, make, give it up for some straight white guys. Let's make some noise for straight white guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it actually, it, it's pretty easy. Um, can, I, can I ask a question of some of the other straight white guys? Can everyone who's not a straight white guy just earplugs? Yeah, um, quick question. Uh, did you like the movie Titanic? No, okay, okay. Uh, Follow-up question. Uh, how many times a day do you think about sucking dick? All the time. Okay, that's okay, me too. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd be really good at it. I think, honestly, I'd be really good at it. I've watched it, I've, I've had it done to me, I've watched it numerous times on the internet, and it doesn't look that hard. It looks a lot easier than eating pussy. Um, and. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I have, I've made out with men, and I've done some hand stuff. I'm not Mother Teresa or anything like that, okay? Like, I've, I've experimented. I just have never actually done it. But I think that I might be really good at it, and that's, I was like, I think I'd be really good. Um, almost like, you know, if somebody is sort of just, like, very talented musically, you know, and if you were to hand them an instrument, they just kind of figure it out. Like, on the first time, they just kind of blow you away. Like if someone just were like were to throw me, throw me a flute, you know, and I'd be like, okay. Paint me like one of your French girls. Shoot your Titanic load on my face. Pam liked it. Cool. <laughs> um, I am straight. Uh, my, I, I texted my girl, my, a few years ago, I texted my girlfriend. And uh, she was living in New York t City at the time. I was living in D.C. And she sent me a text message that said, Hey, sorry, I'm not going to make FaceTime tonight. I'm going to the Knicks game with Amir. And I was like, Cool. How do you know Amir? And she responded, he's in a band. And I was like, cool. I like music. Also, if you're going to say that, his band better have won three Grammys. And so I text her back. I was like, cool. Would I know them? And she goes, yeah. He's in the roots. And I was like, cool. 
yeah, they won three Grammys. That's that's perfect. <laughs> and so I, I, I hopped on the internet, on, onto Google, and I was like, Amir, quest up. Amir, The Roots, Late Night Show with Jimmy Fallon. And I loaded up the Wikipedia page, and I texted her and go, cool. Do you mean Amir Khalid Thompson, a.k.a. Questlove? Cool. All right. He's the, he's the drummer. All right. Thanks, guys. I just shook the hand of Richard Barney and his ex-girlfriend type person's dating Questlove. Yay! That's exciting. That's the closest I've come to a questionably famous person. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Blowjobs suck. <laughs> I liked your blowjobs, though, because those were cute, though. Uh, Joe Dirt, you want to come on up and tell us? I mean, you're you're dressed like you came back from Desert Storm and you're bull dang happy about George Bush. Uh, wow. Hey, I get all my news from him. I don't watch the news because every time I see one of his sets, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening in the world. Cool. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. Yay! Well, dang! That was something Joe Dirt says a lot. A lot of fans here in the crowd. So, yeah, I was going to try and do some Joe Dirt shit, but uh, when I bought the fake... I'll get that in a minute. When I bought the fake teeth to go with this costume, uh, they didn't have like like for a gum shield where it would like stick underneath your teeth so you can like hold it in place and talk with the fake teeth in. So I was like, oh, I'll just go get some polydent and squirt some of that shit on and hold it in there. Do you guys know what polydent is? Yeah, it's some kind of fucking poison that you suckered into using for your dentures. That shit is horrible. I, I spent like 10 minutes in the bathroom rubbing it off my teeth. It was a huge fucking mistake. How, how, do, you, how do you deal with polydent? How do you live? Oh, okay. I had a feeling she didn't use it. That's why I picked on her. But like, then you got these teeth sticking out all crazy. Jade, how do you deal with that? Nobody. Okay. All right. Flopping over here. Flopping. Carefully. Good. So uh, actually, I did write a, a Joe Dirt joke. Hold on. Let me get my thing. How many lesbians does it take to screw in a light bulb? One, you queer. Did you guys see Joe Dirt? Anybody? This is for this is for this, the audience out there in Mutiny Land. Anyway, um, you know, I always wanted to be on the radio. I always did, but not no queer radio. I want to be on a rock and roll radio with some of my favorite rock and roll artists, like Def Leppard, right, Iron Maiden. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. I used to like Judas Priest, but it turns out they're a bunch of queers. This goes great with a Joe Dirt crowd. 
says queers. Anyway, dang, SF, you got a lot of queers here. I'm just going to beat this to death. I don't give a fuck that you don't care. I give a slight fuck. I take it back. I care a lot. I totally care. I'm sweating under this wig. Anyway, dang, I don't know what to do about San Francisco, man. I don't understand you people. You got this Uber thing? See, my grandpappy was in World War II, and he don't like no German words. So I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Anyway, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? She recognizes she recognizes that as the pickup line Joe Dirt used in the movie. Damn it, I'm not getting a yes end out of this audience either. This is like combative. You guys want to step outside or something? You want some of this? I got two hot mics here, and they don't take no feedback. See, that's another joke from the movie Joe Dirt. Must be a time delay for that joke. Anyway. What are you gonna do with the rest of the polydent there in your pocket? Uh, I was gonna give it away to someone in the studio audience who really needed it or something. I don't know. But nobody uses that shit. So anyway, I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. That's another Joe Dirt line that nobody here has seen the movie apparently. You know, there's a Joe Dirt too as well. Guys are behind the times on how cool that movie is. And that reading earlier, when a guy read him a note, it, the original movie he couldn't really read, so he was reading it real slow. Like your mom says. Anyway, <clears throat> this is going great. So enough of that, guys. I'm thinking I'm going on holiday, right? I'm going to go to all the American embassies in the world. Has anybody seen my bone saw? One of the excuses for the guy who got bone sawed in the uh, Saudi Arabian embassy was that they were just on vacation. And who doesn't bring a bone saw on their vacation to Turkey? Or any other place, for that matter. Anyway, so what's new with you guys? Should I put the teeth in? Would that help? It's better for the look, but I can't talk with him. I had done an Austin Powers once, and they had worked it out with wax and shit. So you could... It's much harder to stay in character when you don't have the full teeth effect. You guys realize I trimmed my beard special for this. Nobody cares. <laughs> what are y'all, queers? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Thank you. Thank you. I had never really done this before with my beard, so it was, I was nervous at the gym trimming my beard. All the Mexican guys were looking at me funny. At the gym, trimming my beard while they were drying their fucking pants. Uh, 
Yeah, it's crazy. They use those handheld dryers to dry their clothes. But me trimming my beard is gets a lot of side eye. They must have thought I was one of them queers. Nothing. So anyway, maybe I should talk more about uh, Mohammed uh, Ben Salman. Maybe that's you guys are more into that kind of humor, huh? More about... That's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, by the way, everybody. <laughs> got to keep you up to date. So anyway, he's got a new nickname after this whole fiasco where they chopped up a, a journalist with a bone saw at the embassy on vacation. Apparently, a 65-year-old man picked a fight with 15 assassins, and they accidentally killed him and chopped him up into bits. That's a common story, right? How old are you, sir? Yeah, you're, you're, you're still getting in street fights with, like, assassins in embassies, right? You're too young to know about this yet, but as you get older, you get into more brawls with hired assassins with bone saws at embassies. And then, you know, what to do with the body, right? I mean, this accident, I mean, I accidentally chopped him up and everything. What to do with the body, right? So they planted it in several gardens around town. Oops. Who wouldn't do that? It's a very common Islamic practice after you chop up a body to hide it in little bits all around town. You guys are just being culturally insensitive. Anyway, Mohammed bin Salman, commonly known as uh, MBS, uh, is, his nickname became Mr. Bonesaw after this incident. But I have a better nickname for him, I think. More like um, Mr. Bullshit. I mean, accidentally chopped up a body? Clap your hands if you chopped up a body. Keep it going, Journey. You were... <laughs> Anyway, it takes a few minutes. You don't accidentally chop up a body into little bits. Little tip for you out there in Mutiny Land. <laughs> anyway, so I'm thinking I'm visiting embassies. I wonder if they have a body double there for me. So when I accidentally walk in and I get chopped into bits by accident, they can accidentally release a body double with my clothes on for a cover story for the accidental murder of a journalist in an embassy. I don't know. I'm, th I'm starting to think it was planned at this point. I mean, who accidentally goes to an embassy for like 15 hours and then whisks around and leaves? Tourists, right? Tourists? It's a tourist thing. In Ankara, Turkey. Scenic Ankara, Turkey. Just spend 15 hours in the embassy. A little time planting body parts around town. And then whisked back to sunny Saudi Arabia. Where the oil flows like water. Actually, water doesn't flow there at all. The oil just flows. The oil flows like oil. Or maybe blood if you accidentally chop up a journalist with a bone saw. You know what I mean. One more minute. Uh, 
I wonder if there's any gold left on that Joe Dirt joke thing. <laughs> Maybe one last tidbit to ride out this minute. So I'm proud of you for wearing your Halloween costume, and I'm disappointed with all the rest of you, I don't know, religious people. It's very hedonistic in this city to celebrate the high holy day of Halloween in some sort of costume. And all you nerds are just sitting here in regular clothes, looking at me like I'm the weirdo. Like this hair couldn't possibly be coming out of my head and be styled and sculpted. By the way, this isn't a sculpted beer at all. This is just how my hair naturally grows. That's also a line from Joe Dirt. He also had a wig that was fused to his skull when no haircut. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to keep on keeping on regardless of what you people think. Thank you, Mutiny. Was he wearing that with or without irony? It's hard to tell. You don't have to pay. You were supposed to be on the... Thank you for donating. We really appreciate it. Uh, yay. I mean, from Frank Zhu all the way to Joe Dirt, what is happening tonight? You guys have your hands on your things. Like, you're like, we want to... Don't leave. I, I mean, I was going to do... If you want to leave, it's okay. I'm going to do my jokes either way. You don't have any of your... Like, it's so hard. Uh, we'll, I got to timestamp it. The only reason I'm actually doing them is I really do have to practice. I have to practice before I go to Little Rock, Arkansas, because I am really nervous about uh, being myself in front of those people. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. So uh, we're going to be a different person. Hi, you guys. Yay. I'm Fran Benjamin. It's me. You like me. It's so funny. It's so great. Um, I, yeah, I know. I love to, I, it's hard to clap my hands too. I'm so high. I had one of those things. Uh, you know, I think a lot of really stoned thoughts. I like to fancy myself a philosopher, uh, instead of a pothead, but I think really deep thoughts. Like why do babies pants have pockets? Anyone? Baby's pants? Why? 18-month-old child wearing cargo pants. Six pockets on the pants. What are babies doing with all these pockets? What are they putting? They're putting important phone numbers in their cell phones in their pocket. They can't even put their hands in their own pockets. What are they doing with their lives? Cute little babies. They're just like, what are you? Why would the baby's pants have pockets? No, I, I'm a nanny, and I think all kinds of crazy thoughts like this all the time. Babies actually understand the mechanics of zippers so my backpack is not a safe place uh, but their own pockets that's where I put my weed <laughs> it's the safest place to hide your drugs from a baby on their own person um, also the police will never search a baby so that is really safe for me I am a nanny this is one of the things I do for money and I can't afford going to the gym like your last comedian. So uh, I like to do a special new workout called Nanny Core 2.0. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm like walking up the hills, I push the stroller away from me, you know, and I switch my arms, get the traps. You got to keep going. Get the, uh, and really special thing to note, if you've been burning, uh, you keep your heart rate, but for 20 minutes, you start burning fat. And uh, when you burn fat, you're releasing the THC in your body because THC is fat soluble. Uh, so when I get up to the top of that hill uh, with the baby, wow! 
wow, I feel great. I feel so good. I could talk to the baby and the birds and the parrots. I'm like, wow, colors are brighter. Because I was, I was burning. I actually, I have, I consume so much marijuana. It's legal here in California. We're allowed to do that now. But I, I want to use my body in the way that God intended. You know, like I want to not make a baby. I just want to feed one. I want to pump my own breast milk because I eat so much marijuana that I want to turn my breast milk uh, into th cheese. I want to make cheese out of my breast milk. It's going to have THC in it. And the big question is, can I get high on my own supply? Is that possible? If I eat, if I pump the breast milk and I turn it into cheese and then I eat the cheese, is it a forever cycle of happiness? I think so. I really want to do this to save the vegans because poor vegans like cashew cheese is not cheese it's just not doesn't melt but my breast milk cheese 22 percent fat it's gonna melt Ooh, i can save the vegans it's consent-based milk it's gonna be good thanks i think it's a good concept i could just never get my words around it I feel terrible. I feel like I'm crapping you guys hostage <laughs> to run jokes that I shouldn't be running because I don't even know if I can talk about weed in Little Rock, Arkansas. Are you allowed to do that? I mean, I guess it's a medicinal state. You're shaking your head no. Like, no, I can't talk about it there. I don't know what they're, they're going to be like. Boo, boo. You like to think your own thoughts. And I know how to read, too. It's weird. I know I'm a woman and I know how to read. That's scary. She's a witch. burner. Ah! I could think for myself. No. California is a weird place. I had a really horrible period the other day. I woke up and uh, I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. Nay, that's not what happened. It was just a really bloody period. Uh, actually, the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. That's why it was so painful. It's a lot of dudes. Big benches, voluminous robes all inside my body making decisions for me because I'm 44 and I don't know any better. I don't want to be political or whatever about it, but you know, like (laughs) the words we deal with are political. All language is political, right? Like the words we say, like we are just, I mean, we're like complacent to the patriarchy at this point because like I am a woman and I'm a female and I'm a person and we're all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> no, it is spelled with an I. Like, I am a feminist. I know it's hard. No one knows how to read anymore. It's like, LOL, <laughs> BFT. I don't even know what the things are anymore. I don't even know what the kids are saying. I just learned what DTF meant, and that's because of like, a thing, it was like an okay Cupid ad. I'm like, what? There's just no manners anymore. I'm not allowed to, right? It's just no. Not with the outfit. No, with this outfit, I know that's, I wish I had manners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys go and I'm gonna apologize to Steve Poggi if you're listening or if we have to go over this tomorrow. I really am nervous, you guys. I have to, I feel, I have to do 15 minutes at four shows. I'm getting paid. I feel like it's such a ruse. And all of my material, none of it, none of it is safe. And I feel like I can't do any of my material. And so I'm just so scared. And I keep trying to work out my clean material, but it's boring and stupid. And so I'm like, 
<laughs> I just feel like I don't want to. I don't want to like call up my friend and be like, "Thanks for putting your name on the line," but I don't know if Little Rock, Arkansas, is really the. If I can be a real comedian, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, I just, I just have to. You just got to cater to your audience, which I didn't do tonight, and I apologize for that. Uh, but yay, you guys came and stayed. There are three audience people here tonight. Yay! Thank you for being here and staying. <laughs> And listening to such funny people that stayed as Lauren Kraut and Richard Barney and Matthew Quirk. And I am just, I just need to eat more weed or something or figure out my life. Is that going to help? Like, how am I going to get to Little Rock, Arkansas? I can bring weed. You know what? That's the thing is I should just sell weed when I'm there. <laughs> and I make money and just keep it quiet. Because I know it. I just said it on the radio. No one listens to Little Rock, Arkansas. It'll be fine. But I, I hope not because they're going to be like, oh, no, we asked this lady to come. The opening comic is supposed to be really likable. <laughs> I can't come out of the gate with some heavy-handed feminist this bullshit they're gonna be like get the fuck out of our state <laughs> lady that knows how to read <laughs> i bet they're really nice people i'll wear makeup for them okay thank you guys for saying you're really nice people <laughs> right yay thanks Sunzu. thank you guys for saying bye hey. bucks yeah we have twenty dollars what's your name Jay are you going up can I please yeah no I'm gonna say absolutely you know what I mean maybe maybe you get like eight minutes maybe I'm really bad at winking so it's like uh 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 all right cool all right everybody's doing good How's everybody doing? Good? Let's give it up for your wait staff. I don't know. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's give it up for the doorman. All right, good. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Uh, I, <laughs> it's so funny. I, um, I you know, <laughs> so, no, this is great. I'm so glad you guys are all here. This is awesome. You guys are all fairly new comics. New comics? I'll do a little crowd work. A little, little crowd work. New? Are you fairly new? Not really. A little bit. Like old. Like like oldish. Kind of oldish. All right. All right. That's cool. I'm kind of newish, oldish too. I am. I am. Up. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different Everyday People, talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal ya. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. And check us out at MutinyRadio.fm.
everybody. We're everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block for Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.